0: Crypto money finds its way into elections, your news update, and we talk airplanes on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend for May 14th, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. The impact of unsolicited help and campaign advertising shows how cryptocurrency tycoons are emerging as political power players. They are pouring millions of dollars into primary elections as they try to gain influence over members of Congress, Republican and Democrat, who will write laws governing their industry as well as other government officials who are crafting regulations. This year, for the first time, industry executives have flooded money into federal races, spending $20 million so far according to records and interviews. It's a delicate but deliberate march by companies that by their very nature make money based in part on evading government attention. U.S. producer prices soared 11% in April from a year earlier, a hefty gain that indicates high inflation will remain a burden for consumers and businesses in the months ahead. The Labor Department said Thursday that its producer price index, which measures inflation before it reaches consumers, climbed 0.5% in April from March. That is a slowdown from the previous month, however, where it jumped 1.6%. The report included some signs that price increases are moderating, but at a painfully high level. The year-over-year increase in April fell from the 11.5% annual gain in March the first decline in the yearly data since 2020, and the monthly gain of 0.5% was the smallest in seven months. Google on Wednesday took a big step toward pushing its Pixel product lineup down a road already paved by Apple and its array of trendsetting devices. The latest additions to its six-year-old Pixel brand will include google's first smartwatch that draws upon the features and expertise that it has gained from last year's 2.1 billion dollar acquisition of fitness gadget maker fitbit the new watch targeted for an autumn release marks google's first major attempt to make it smart in wearable technology a market that has been growing steadily since apple introduced its smartwatch in 2014. Until now, Google's presence in the smartwatch market had been limited to making a version of its mobile Android operating system for watches made by other companies. Students at a high school in the western German town of Schleiden on Wednesday, buried a longtime member of their community, a classroom skeleton that had served as an educational specimen for generations of pupils. Around 80 students, teachers, and town officials took part in the ceremony at Schleiden's Protestant Cemetery, where the bones of the unknown woman were buried in a small coffin featuring symbols of all major world religions. We are indeed laying to rest a member of the school community to their graves, said Pastor Oliver Josswig. The skeleton, dubbed An Bian, Vietnamese for mysterious peace, had been in the school's biology department since 1952. Students had for years pushed for the woman's remains to be buried, but plans to do so were delayed by the pandemic, German news agency DPG reported. The school hopes to eventually to learn more about the origins of the skeleton once the results of DNA samples taken were returned. More after this.
1: It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth.
2: All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese!
1: Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car. Which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State
0: of the Bands blog includes Don't Eat That, You Don't Know Where It's From. I always feel like somebody's watching me, and Royce and I play with planes. All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, good to see you. Good to be here. So, they say that things that are good for you don't taste good, and they say that things that That are bad for you... They say things that are bad for you, you know, they're not good for you.
3: Well, people have been saying that for years about bacon, and I'm just saying I'm still a fan of a club all day.
0: I am a big fan of bacon, and since I'm a carnivore diet person, it fits right in.
3: Yeah, the keto works. It works. God, I
0: love that. I'm down 15 pounds, by the way.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think I'm up 15 pounds. Stop that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I give it to you, but... Uh, In our Arbitrage Digest this week, we're talking about things that have been banned in other countries and things that are legal in other countries. I mean, we're
3: saying it couldn't be digested is what you're you're saying.
0: Well, okay. for example, (laughs) OK, for example, um, Mountain Dew has been banned in certain countries. That
3: Uh, is should be against the law.
0: I know, right? Um, developed in 1940s to be a mixer for whiskey or something like that. Um, it was one of those things that uh, was around, been around for quite a while, and and then um, in 1964, PepsiCo bought it, and it's been a a, a legend for years. But it's it's Got it, something called brominated vegetable oil, BVO.
3: Wait, so we're drinking vegetable oil? So it's literally like uh, we're
0: drinking gasoline, or
3: uh, okay, why not?
0: I had one this afternoon, and boy, did I like it. But the thing is, is that it's it's banned in uh, places like uh, places like Japan and places like the European Union. The reason for this is that it's uh, it's BVO is kind of commonly used in citrus flavored drinks. So and wait, not my crush, not my Fanta. What? Fanta, seven, Up, Sprite, whatever you, whatever you want. Wow. I mean, it's, it, it's citric acid, um, anything that has citric flavor. Uh, but I will say this BVO has been removed from Mountain Dew as of 2020. Ooh, Tastes kind of different. Oh, no.
3: That, why are you going to mess it up? It's I mean, sort of like they want to take the cocaine out of Coca-Cola. I just don't understand it.
0: I think that's a different thing, Royce.
3: Hey, same same principle, right? It doesn't taste the same.
0: But let's talk about ractopamine. Ractopamine. Um, okay. Ractopamine is an additive in animal feed that promotes muscle growth, kind of like a steroid.
3: Oh, excellent.
0: Well, that's that's actually um, allowed for use in Japan, the United States, South Korea, and New Zealand. So that's how Popeye's get
3: their chicken that big?
0: Yeah. Really? Whoops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's, it's said to be a part of negative health uh, outcomes such as muscle tremors and things like that. So it's banned in some countries. Yikes. That's not good at all. Yeah. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around.
1: Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org.
2: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Facial recognition startup Clearview AI has agreed to restrict the use of its massive collection of face images to settle allegations that it collected people's photos without their consent. The company, in a legal filing Monday, agreed to permanently stop selling access to its face database to private businesses or individuals around the US, putting a limit on what it can do with its ever-growing trove of billions of images pulled from social media and elsewhere on the internet. The settlement, which must be approved by a federal judge in Chicago, will end a two-year-old lawsuit brought by the American Civil Liberties Union and other groups over alleged violations of an Illinois digital privacy law. Clearview is also agreeing to stop making its database available to Illinois state government and local police departments for five years. The New York-based company will continue offering its services to federal agencies such as U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and to other law enforcement agencies and government contractors outside of Illinois. This is a huge win, said Linda Huadal-Tolatero, president of chicago-based latina mothers in action who works with survivors of gender-based violence and was a plaintiff in the case along with the aclu and other groups among the concerns raised by Tortolero's group was that the photos posted on social media sites such as facebook or instagram turned into a face print by clearview could end up being used by stalkers, ex-partners, or predatory companies to track a person's whereabouts and social activity. A prominent attorney who was defending Clearview against the lawsuit said the company is pleased to put this litigation behind it. The settlement does not require any material change in the company's business model or borrow it from any conduct in which it engages in the present time said a statement from Floyd Abrams, a lawyer known for taking on high-profile free speech cases. Abrams noted that the company was already not providing its services to police agencies in Illinois and agreed to the five-year moratorium to avoid a protracted, costly, and distracting legal dispute with the ACLU and others. Illinois' Biometric Information Privacy Act allows consumers to sue companies that don't get permission before harvesting data such as faces and fingerprints. Another privacy lawsuit over the same Illinois law led Facebook last year to agree to pay $650 million to settle allegations that it used photo face tagging and other biometric data without the permission of its users. It shows that we can fight these companies when they're taking these kinds of actions, Tolitero said of the Clearview Settlement Monday. It also highlights the fact that there are many ways that social media and the technology companies that collect this kind of information could be harmful to Americans. The settlement document says that Clearview continues to deny and dispute the claims brought by the ACLU and other plaintiffs. But even before Monday's settlement, the case had been curtailing some of the company's controversial business practices. Clearview AI co-founder and CEO Juan Tothat told the Associated Press in April that the company was preparing to launch a new consent-based business product to compete with the likes of Amazon and Microsoft in verifying people's identity. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands weekend. Stick around.
3: It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of... persuasion.
2: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
0: Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time.
2: What, what? No!
1: Do what you have to to make sure your
3: kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
0: Royce, you like football, wrestling? Eh, hey, yeah, both actually. Well, there are a few people who are wrestling. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh boy. With the state of Mississippi right now, state of Mis- grappling. Yeah, so state of Mississippi has uh, uh, talked about the, more specifically, the Department of Human Services have talked about uh, suing. Uh, retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre, and three former pro wrestlers, along with a lot of other people and businesses, uh, to recover some money that uh, was meant for welfare.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So apparently, uh, the the lawsuit alleges that uh, the defendants squandered more than 20 Million dollars!
3: Woo, that's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> See what you did there. I <laughs> understand <you> about. <laughs> uh, this is what I deal with on a daily basis. Everybody, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> oh my God, no! All right. So basically, in early 2020, there was some people who were developing uh, some things and. Uh, basically, took some funding from welfare to fund their company. Uh, the suit alleges that some wrestlers and a football player basically uh, told them to invest the funding from that uh, for things like drug rehab for Brett Diabasi, who is Ted Diabasi's son. Uh, Ted Diabasi, you know as the Million Dollar Man from the uh, W. He sounds like a junkyard dog. <sighs> See, this is why we can't have nice things.
3: No, I, I think I think it's going. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> uh,
0: here we go. Okay, so the Million Dollar Man, Ted Debiasi currently is a he's an evangelist and a motivational speaker and apparently received $1.7 million in welfare grant money in 2017 and 2018 for mentorship and marketing and other services. Okay. Wow. Well, um, last year they demanded repayment of some misspent welfare funds, including uh, the $1.7 million because he never showed up apparently to... To speak at certain uh, events, also Farve, apparently, who lives in Mississippi, Brett Farve, uh, has been uh, accused of 1.1 million dollars in fraud. Wow! I hope he uh, doesn't have a punisher. Who's now, gonna punish him? Now, you know, we have we have seen this before. Uh, People do welfare fraud. What's the bigger picture here? Yeah.
3: What is the bigger picture? Josh, tell me.
0: Let me know. Well, I mean, the bigger picture is we, as taxpayers, feed into this program that is supposed to help people who are disadvantaged, but yet we see millionaire Football yeah. players and former wrestlers and that sort of thing benefiting from it.
3: Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. For as many good people there are out in the world, there are a lot of bad people as well. Well, and it's really hard to stomach sometimes. Actually,
0: absolutely. And we'll keep following this case as we go along. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around.
3: No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go?
0: Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm
3: pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, small businesses have quickly adopted remote working and transition to new technologies such as contactless payments and online ordering. Unfortunately, these adjustments have come with increased risks. According to a 2022 report from Barracuda, a cloud and network security company, small businesses with fewer than 100 employees receive 350% more social engineering attacks like phishing, scamming, or email compromise than larger businesses. Compared with larger companies, many small businesses have fewer resources to dedicate to cybersecurity, leaving them vulnerable to the ever evolving tactics of cyber criminals. And dealing with the consequences of a cyber attack can be seriously detrimental to a business's bottom line, costing approximately $25,000 per year. Learn how to protect your small business from cyber attacks with these four tips. Number one, Evaluate your online systems. Before you can effectively protect your business from cyber threats, you should have a complete understanding of your current ecosystem of online security operations. You can ask, What do we do on any machine that's connected to the internet whatsoever? says Andrew Lipton, Vice President, Head of Cyber Claims at Antitrust Financial Services, a small business insurance company. Business owners should understand where their data lives and classify what types of data they store. For example, names, addresses, social security numbers. Lipton suggests reaching out to a legal expert, especially if you're handling sensitive information like social security or credit card numbers to get a better understanding of the consequences of a data breach and get a professional opinion on how you protect your data then you're in a good position to talk to your internet service provider to find the best way to secure your most important information. Two, implement cybersecurity best practices. Even without the firepower of larger companies, small businesses can create a defense that discourages cyber criminals from carrying out their attacks, said Najima Sultana by email. Sultana is the Chief Security Officer at Veeam, a global payments provider for small businesses. As a business owner, you can implement basic security and hygiene practices such as installing firewalls to prevent unauthorized access to your networks, using antivirus software and ensuring it's updated regularly, regularly backing up data and storing it offline or in another location, not just in the cloud creating strong passwords and not using the same password across different accounts, requiring multi-factor authentication, which asks for two identifying factors such as a password and a code to access accounts and systems. Three, train your employees and yourself. You and your employees are often the first line of defense in protecting your business from cyber attacks. In fact, according to the 2022 Global Risks Report by the World Economic Forum, 95% of cybersecurity issues can be traced to human error. Receiving basic cybersecurity training can help you and your employees learn to identify common threats. 4. Invest in Cybersecurity Insurance Cybersecurity insurance can help protect your business from financial losses caused by incidents such as data breaches, ransomware attacks, and hacking. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands weekend, including more with Royce, so stick around for that.
2: Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it.
1: The dad joke. (laughs) Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids.
2: What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son.
1: <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo
1: Jelly Jelly Adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You
2: don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, US Kids, and the Ad Council.
0: Royce, you ever flown in a small plane? You can reach me by airplane. Here we go. What? Keep going. You know it's gonna happen. I,
3: I just drew that line
0: out there. <sighs> All right, you can so reach I, me with your mind. This is what I deal with every day. <laughs> so, Royce, you might know I'm a student pilot. Yes. And airplane stories kind of kind of get with me, right? Yeah. Well, a passenger in a small plane off Florida's Atlantic coast uh had a problem with his pilot his pilot well he got sick apparently and okay. he was not able to fly the Cessna 280 that they were in uh no oh it's a single engine it's a single Ooh. engine plane single engine plane that's not good small okay. plane probably probably so two. no autopilot any of that well pilot assist rudimentary pilot assist okay. so with with the the things that are going on in aeronautics i mean or avionics uh it's possible that he could have had some rudimentary wing levelers and things like that but this passenger who had no idea how to fly a plane and he said that on the radio basically said hey my pilot has gone incoherent and i have no idea how to fly this plane uh Got the right person on the radio, and he was able to fly the plane. Um, and, and it's nice, it's, and they landed safely, and landed safely. Well, it's, kudos to that pilot. Right, right, right. So he's a new pilot. Don't know if he's going to continue with that <laughs> training, but yeah.
3: As, as they say, you you learn in in
0: the seat, <laughs> and boy, did he. Speaking, by fire. speaking of people who need to learn their lesson Trevor Jacob who we have talked about before that guy again yeah a youtuber who who crashed his uh, crashed his plane he's a daredevil on uh, purpose you know <laughs> we can say that now uh, because there's a 13 13 uh, minute video of him crashing his plane he crashed a 1940 Taylor craft which is a horrible thing to do it's a nice plane come on people. Right. So, the, the thing is, is that he crashed it in Los Padres National Forest in California. Ooh. And really, the thing is, is that he, he, he staged the thing. And now the FAA have agreed with that. Uh, How do you prove that, just wondering? Well, here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of things proving that. And he put the, the video footage out on the internet.
3: Well, there you go. The the uh, defense rests. If you <laughs> well, uh,
0: not quite, not quite. Uh, no? His certificate has been revoked, and he could he could appeal it, which means that he could keep flying until until a decision has been made. But did he get fined for
3: doing it? I mean, it should be illegal, and you should get some type of penalty for, for crashing a plane.
0: So here's the thing. The FAA kind of have, have just yanked his certificate. Um anything else could be a possibility. But I like at,
3: that, think that even qualifies as a terrorist act
0: because you 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 crashed a plane. That's a good point. That's a good point. But we'll keep an eye out on this story as well. Uh more uh during the week. But have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you next time on Arbitrage State of the Bands. Well, it'll be daily on Monday. See ya.